This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Can't see Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you guys. How's it going? Well, it's going okay. How's it going for Terrence Steele? Because it feels like not great. So you're going to blame this loss on Terrence Steele? Look, (laughs) I think there are plenty. uh, There's plenty of blame to go around, and I have a variety of issues with the way the game played out yesterday. I realize it was a close game against the team with the best record in football, so you don't want to be too harsh. But that felt like a game that was there for the taking, and... Terrence Steele was struggling pretty mightily. Yeah, and um, the, the the weird thing is, despite his struggles, they almost totaled 400 yards total offense, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, I know the protection wasn't great. Dak got sacked five times, um, and he, I think I saw he got hit maybe another 10 times. There was a lot of scrambles, but yet he threw for – a single season high, um, 300 and whatever it was, 74 yards, I believe it was. Um, and look, you know, I know it's a, 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 a old cliche, but it's a game of inches. And I think if you look at about 10 inches, they would have won the game, right? Yes. Schoolmaker's knee hits just before he crosses the goal line with the ball, uh, and it was the width of his knee. Uh, And, you know, Dak steps out of bounds with his toes, and it would have been a two-point conversion, and they're kicking a field goal probably at the end uh, to tie it up and go into overtime. So, yeah, I mean, when you lose a game like that, there's a lot of plays that you look at uh, that didn't go right, Uh, but – I don't know. I mean, they played them toe-to-toe, right? They did. No, I agree. And and, and despite, you know, whoever, you know, didn't play well, um, they, they, they seemed to overcome everything uh, within, what, five yards? Um, so, yeah, I know. They got beat. Um, but, uh, you know, if you – when did you give up on the game? Like when did they? When did you know they were losing? I honestly, and it turned out to be inaccurate, is what I thought was their last drive when they went to the fourth down and the pass went high. I thought that was the end of the game, and then clearly they got the ball back and a bunch of crazy stuff happened. So I think that's when I. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I I yeah, the fourth down was incomplete, uh, and I basically I closed my computer. Right, I'm watching it and I'm following it online right watching the video and when i got in the 
when I got in the airplane and I started working, uh, I opened the screen. I hadn't, like, X'd off the, the, the broadcast, so it was frozen. 117, right? And the Eagles have the ball at whatever, the 29-yard line. And that's when I shut my computer started packing up. Okay, this is over with, right? And then they get the ball back. They yes. get a three and out. What are the chances of that? And, and they almost got the ball back before that. And the fumble, yes. right, that was nearly recovered. Uh, and they get the ball back at the 14 because Turpin doesn't catch the punt for some reason. And there's 46 seconds left. And it's like, are you kidding me? And, and you know, it came down to basically the last play, unfortunately, uh, once they got to, what, the six-yard line, they get a false start on Tyler Smith, who I thought played pretty well. Uh, Dak blamed himself for the 11-yard sack. He should have got rid of the ball. And then they get a delay a game because they had problems with the wide receivers lining up correctly. So now you're, what, at the 27-yard line, and it you know it's going to be the last play with five seconds to go. So... Yeah, I know. Uh, no one's happy. They're not happy uh, with the win. Uh, but I thought Micah Parsons was right on when he goes, well, we get to play him again in four weeks. I think it's actually five. But uh, nonetheless, they get another shot at him. And, you know, and then the question is, can you hold serve until you get to that game again? Because what? they've got five games in a row against teams with winning records. I guess my question then to you is, what is your confidence level in the Cowboys holding serve? And you might have just answered my other question. Do you think this takes them out of the division? No, I do not. Because um, I still think the Eagles are beatable. And, it, you know, you didn't beat them yourself, uh, but you get another chance to do it. And, you know, who knows what happens going forward. Uh, you know, Hurts, I mean, he was he was good. But he wasn't great. He wasn't, you know, the hurts you think about. Um, so we'll see. Uh, they've got they've got a pretty tough road to go here in their next five games, and you know we'll we'll see what's happened. They held serve at home, which you probably would expect, and and now you got to do your job going forward, um, playing at least at that at that level that you did on the road in that atmosphere. Uh, to, you know, start on a, on a, on a winning streak. Uh, and that means, you know, winning games on the road, which they haven't been very good at uh, so far this year. What, all three losses on the road, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I think Brad Sham said it in the postgame show, Mick, and I can agree with this, is that there's a good chance you're both 9-3 and three going into that game, the, the Eagles-Cowboys game, because of the way the schedule looks for the Cowboys. But to your point, the Cowboys cannot have a hiccup going into that Eagles right. game. They need to win the next, uh, what would that be, four games yep. to go into that Eagles game 9-3. and three. And most likely, you look at the schedule, and you can't have an Arizona Cardinals game at all going into that Eagles game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I said you cannot have that hiccup like you did against Arizona. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's the one thing, uh, although we forget, you know, and they only scored, what, 16 points in that game, they had three starters on the offensive line missing in that game. And and two guys started their first games in their NFL career in, in, in their place. Uh, so, uh, but again, you, you know, you gave up, what, 28 points to a team 
uh, that has only that's their only win of the year, right? They got beat again this weekend. I don't know. Oh yeah, the Cardinals got beat. They got beat, yeah. right? Yeah, they got so shut out. They that, stink. <laughs> and they traded away their quarterback, right? Uh, yeah. That beat you. So yeah, um, you know, I I don't think all is lost. You certainly had your opportunity to win that game, and you know maybe that gives you some confidence, but. When you go back and look at it, you know, you're kind of kicking yourself in the ass that you had a couple plays that, you know, you needed to make and you didn't make them. Here's one of my main positives, and we haven't talked a lot of positives in this game. We've only been on for an hour, and we've done a, a, a Ranger <laughs> segment too, so it's not like we've gone straight one hour on this game. Jake Ferguson looks like he's turning yep. into a stud tight end. Now, maybe that's too quick, too fast, but uh, yesterday he was pretty darn great. That was a career high. It was 91 one yards, right, yep. receiving. Mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Tolbert catches his first NFL touchdown pass of his career. Uh, so they had a lot of things that, uh, you know, kind of went right, except that, you know, they got to the six-yard line, and it was almost like somebody put a stop sign up. Um, you know, and then the two-point conversion, um, you know, it was just weird stuff. You know, two of two of um, Philadelphia's touchdowns, they started at the 40-yard line. Now, how come after a kickoff? Well, Brandon Aubrey, who just set the NFL record for uh, making his first 19 consecutive field goal attempts. Incredible. Uh, kicks the ball out of bounds. Not incredible. The first time in his career that he kicked one out of bounds. And it almost, you know, fortunately that guy uh, had his foot out of bounds. Otherwise, it had yeah. been out at, what, the two, the three? Um, and then on the other kickoff, it's a touchback, and Evans gets called for face masking on a touchback. And they get the ball at the 40, so they get two 60-yard drives for touchdowns. You know, go figure. How, how does that happen? Um you know, and I'm not saying if they started at the 25 both times, you know, the Cowboys would have stopped them, but it sure helps when you get an extra 15 yards like that. So there was just weird things. The other, and I heard this when I was coming home, uh, somebody figured out, and I went back and checked, it was the first time in nine games that Dak had thrown for 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and lost. Wow. The other eight times they won. And, and this one they they, they lose, uh, so yeah, I, I I they're not happy losing. I guarantee you that. I think Dak used the word um, sucks. I think there was another one that started with an a, S and an H. Are they uh, as mad as they should be then? Because I think that's some people's issue sometimes. I'm not saying they're happy, but yeah, are they, are they as mad as they should be? Not not. I mean, not, I don't know. I don't think they're looking at it as a consolation. Uh, but they're looking at that there were some things they had to overcome, including that last drive. And, you know, to a man, they thought they were going to go down and score in 46 seconds. Um, and, you know, they came up, what, four or five yards short on that last play. And Which, by the way, you know, Philadelphia played it right. I think they had eight guys yes, on the goal line, did. right, or whatever, in a three-man rush. Uh, but – I was sitting there looking at all that space, and I'm saying, well, 
throw the ball underneath and maybe you get a block and who knows? Well, they almost did. So listen to me, Mick, being a Cowboys apologist here. If, uh, <laughs> now, if, when is that? I know, That's a on. good question. <laughs> but like when the Cowboys lose a game like that and maybe people aren't happy with McCarthy's answers or Dak's answers or whatever players answers it is talking to the Texas Rangers behind the scenes on Friday uh-huh. uh, at the parade. That Seattle loss, the last game of the year, was devastating to them. They were furious, and they had to sit on that plane for six hours going to Tampa to sit on that. So sometimes, I'm sure after that game, maybe some Ranger fans were like, the Rangers should be disgusted with themselves and should be so mad that they lost that last game of the year and 1-0 and didn't win this division, this and that. They were. They were really mad. You can you can now, after everything's played out, you know, they will talk about how just mad and furious they were with themselves that they didn't win the division, that they didn't win the final game of the year. So if you're a Cowboys fan, the Cowboys might be a lot more mad or disappointed behind the scenes losing that game yesterday than they're letting out to the public. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I, I didn't see anybody throwing stuff around in the locker room or right. whatever, but, um, you know, for the most part, most of those guys stood there and faced the music and, uh, you know, and expressed their, their disappointment. You know, somebody asked Dak, um, you know, this was supposed to be a test game. What, what did you do? And he goes, well, we didn't pass uh, because I judge myself on, on wins and losses. Good, uh, yeah. Now, Parsons said we didn't flunk. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. And I don't know if you guys caught the uh, the little uh, byplay when they were at, they had somebody asked uh, Dak in in the press conference that this was supposed to be a litmus test, and he blanked out on what list litmus <laughs> meant, right? And somebody started explaining to him, and he goes, "Well." You know, I grew up in Louisiana and Mississippi, so I don't. I, he didn't oh understand. Oh my gosh! And he just kind of blanked out when we were walking towards the the bus leaving the stadium. I said, "You know what? A, did you take chemistry class?" And he goes, "Not, uh, not a high level one." And I said, "Well, litmus. There was the litmus papers that you test the chemicals, right?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I know that." <laughs> but he blanked out on it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But the, you know, the question was, this was supposed to be a test. Well, they did better than the test was in San Francisco, uh, but in his mind, it still wasn't good enough because I judge. He said, "I judge myself on wins, and we did as win. they should. Right. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No matter <laughs> you know how well he played, how well he created." Um, and, you know, he blamed himself for the sack on that last possession, should have thrown the ball away instead of being stubborn, trying to save the play. And he realized that, you know, he, he, he said, you know, I'm not that fast, and I thought I was going to get cut off on that two-point conversion. Yeah. He goes, and as it turned out, all I had to do was keep running, and I would have made it. Um, sort of the way he tried on that one and tried to dive and got flipped up in the air. That was it's a like, crazy. Play, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not advising you to be that brave. Um, you know, you got to live to play another game, a, another down. But yeah, I mean, you know, they understood, and it's like, okay, uh, let's correct some mistakes. Um, the offensive protection, the line has to play better. Uh, they still having problems running the ball. For sure. They sure haven't gotten, uh, you know, one of those big gains that we were used to seeing. Um, but y- you got to keep working and not lose confidence. And 
So, you know, everybody else can be mad, and they can be mad, but you can't quit, right? There's a lot of games to play. You would hope not. Yeah, absolutely. You would hope not. Uh, Appreciate it very much. Good, sir. Let's catch up again tomorrow. Sounds good. Talk to you guys. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Feed the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Wanker of the Weekend. Who is the best at being the worst? Looking at you, NBA Tournament Courts. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's also talk about the holiday season. Look, it is here, uh, like it or not. But you know what this means? Holiday deals for you with the Black Friday sales event happening all month long at Southwest Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get ahead of it now on the purchase of your brand new vehicle with General Manager Mike Brown and his fantastic team. They're located just minutes from the Metroplex. It's worth a short drive to Cleburne to save a lot more if you're looking for a brand new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. You can also do custom vehicle orders of any vehicle at Southwest Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. So get exactly what you want through their eShop. So check that out. All the inventory is updated daily at southwestcdjrtexas.com. You can purchase online right now. If you see a deal that you love, southwestcdjrtexas.com. All the deals are updated daily. You can do virtual test drives online. You can even, if you need this, a home delivery, uh, even a pickup option if you need that service. The buying experience is so easy when you purchase from owner Stephen Gilchrist and general manager Mike Brown. Drive a little further. Save a lot more at Southwest Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But Hertz will be in the gun on second and goal from the three. And he will float it out into the left flat to A.J. Brown, who makes a move on the cornerback Bland and cuts into the end zone. Touchdown, Eagles. All right, I'm starting off here. (laughs) Okay. It was first and goal from the five. If they do the power bottom play for four straight plays, don't they just score every 100%. time from the five? 100%. And I thought, we're not ready for the power bottom play. What if he just really quickly got under the center and then power bottom it on first down? Could they go five yards? Here's another thing on the power bottom play. Mm-hmm. Every team does this. Do they not understand, like, um, jumping over the top of the power bottom the play same. does not yeah. work. So – our guy, Micah Parsons, you're not helping by by leaping over the top. You're just down. 
You're just going on a ride for the power bottom play. I think you need to get underneath the Eagles to try, and I still think it might be unstoppable. They just might have the perfect offensive line and the perfect quarterback for this. Have you looked that phrase up? Ever? I know what it means. <laughs> That's why I call it the power bottom play because Philadelphia runs it to perfection. They do. See, like that over a brotherly shove or the tush push. Yep, I do. All right. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. And it's time for some wanker of the weekend, 877-881-1053, who is the best at being the worst this weekend. Also want to hear from all the good folks on YouTube and on Twitch is... Unfortunately, do you have to put the Dallas Cowboys in this because they lost? Or are you like, it was a back-and-forth hey, game against Let's Micah Parsons this. There's no such thing as losing. There's just learning. All they okay. did was learn yesterday. Okay. In fact, we've had three learning plays, three learning games this year. We've Which, had five winning games against, and three learning games. I still it counts as an L, a learn. Okay. Are, do you think the Cowboys are the Dolphins in terms of like, hey, they're good, but you can't beat anybody good? Why did I say the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl last week? <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Mike. I will say that I was disappointed in that game. First of all, it took me 75 years to figure out what channel it was on. This is what the NFL has done to us. I'm like, I went to Prime, then I went to Hulu, then I went to someplace else, and then I'm like, then I went to the internet, and I'm like, what channel is this game on? Because I did go, at first, I did go to 4 and 11 going, I know it's not going to be on any one of these channels, Fox and CBS. And then I had to go to the internet going, what channel is this awesome game on? And it was on NFL Network. So I forget where we started, but that's where I finished. Fair enough. (laughs) Thank you. You said it was a bad idea to pick the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. But I feel like even before that, we were talking Cowboys. I feel like this will really speak to you, Mike. Are the Vancouver Canucks the wankers of the weekend for throwing off the role that the Stars were on? Yeah, I watched a lot of that game. This is my opinion on it. I was texting our buddy Brian Ray. I know Spittle gets mad at that. I should just text him. But I, I know that Brian's 100% watch. I'm, I'm sure Spittle is too. I'm not trying to take You're shot. making it worse, Mike. Well, he's on he's on the pre and post and the period uh, bri- briefings. The intermissions? Yeah. Is that what you were trying to say? Yeah. The, I've, that sounds it's in like between periods. totally different. And, and you're like, call he, your mom. He has a brief response uh, in that, and I just felt like watching that game. <laughs> the Canu- I didn't feel like the Stars played bad. I just felt like maybe the Canucks are just better. And he did give me a few reasons why they might have been better the other night, is that they were a little bit fresher. It was a home game. The, the Stars were a little bit maybe more fatigued because of their schedule recently. So I think those are good. I call those excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the Mavericks will have a huge excuse tonight when they lose. You already is, think they're going to be benching people and they're going to lose yes, tonight. Intentionally. This will be an intentional loss, I think, from the Mavs tonight. But I think that the Canucks look just better. They looked faster. They look stronger. They're Not that I love Otter. I, I think I'm going to get one of his jerseys, but I do want to cut the sleeves off. and and, and uh, Like Pat McAfee? Yeah, I want to McAfee my Otter jersey. Uh, but I think maybe... The Canucks, and they might just be better. You know what I'd really love is for you to like show up to your kids' school functions with a sleeveless Dallas Stars jersey. I think that would be pretty awesome. Do you should I should I cut it obviously with scissors, but then get my wife to like sew it to really make it look like a clean cut? Yes, I. 
think you vastly overestimated the amount your wife's going to be in on this bit, but I like that you're trying new things. I appreciate that. All right. Now, let's stick with hockey. The San, ha- the San Jose Sharks like inevitably the have to be the wankers of the weekend. Right. Is Have you seen how their last couple of games have gone? No, but my kids let me know about the minor league game. What happened last week in a minor league hockey game? Did you see that? What happened there? It's about the... Th- Throat, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I do not know about this. And my kids told me, I was like, did you guys see it? It It's very horrifying, and they're making safety corrections to hopefully ensure that that never happens. I did not see what happened in San Jose. I do know the way to San Jose. That's very nice because I did play there in AAA. They lost to the Penguins, ten to two. Ooh, that's a big loss. The game before, they lost to the Canucks, who obviously you are familiar with. 10 to 1, which means in their last two games, they have been outscored 20 to 3. They're the first NHL team since 1965 to give up 10 plus goals in back to back games. Yeah, that sounds like you're in trouble for the rest of the season. (laughs) That sounds like you might have the worst defense and the worst goalie combination in the history of the NHL. It, 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 It does sound pretty bad, doesn't it? Yeah. From the when do we play San Jose? That seems like a fun game to go to. If you want to hear the horn, we'll go find that one. Yeah. From the two nine seven two wankers of the weekend, all those Astros fans that were butthurt over Corey Seager on Twitter. Man, that was the best oh, part yeah. of. Yeah, he's getting beamed next year. Yeah, I probably think that was the best part. If we can go and fire that off, cut number nineteen. I'm sure you've heard it, but I feel like it bears playing again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, really, this was truly special. You know, we, we appreciate all your support, but I just got one thing to say. You know, everybody was wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess we'll never know. He's so proud of himself for hey, that, too, and there's I think nobody, he should be. There's nobody prouder than Jared Sandler in that moment. I thought Jared was going to rush the stage and get arrested. <laughs> all right. So if you haven't seen the video... Go back and watch the video where you can see Jared Saylor, not just the stage. So on either side, they have all these rows of white chairs for like dignitaries and everything like that. Jared's in there and he gets up and he's like fist pumping and it does look like he's going to rush the stage a little bit. Yeah, that was great. That was great. But I'm just going to tell you, he's going to wear one from an Astro next year. And that being said, guess what? You're going to wear one from a Ranger. There's going to be multiple beanball wars. going to take one too, right? I think so. I don't know so, but I know that Seager will, and somebody else will too. I just don't know if it will be Garcia, but probably so. And somebody was asking if you're serious about the Mavs losing tonight because you think it's going to be a rest day. I do think they're going, it's a back-to-back night and I don't think Luke, I hope he plays. I hope I'm wrong, but this just seems like a built-in. We talk to the doctors and let's just rest all players that are, that matter. And I hope that's not the case. From the, from the nine, four, zero hedges face behind Seager was the best man. He was the onstage version of what Jared was doing off the field (laughs) or off the stage is The NBA tournament courts. All right, look, we've already established. I don't care how many commercials that guy from the Sopranos does. It's not going to make me care about the NBA tournament. They're all different, and I understand that. I actually think maybe the Bulls one is not that bad. But 
Some of these NBA tournament courts are horrific. The Nuggets, blue and gold or blue and yellow. I hated it. Horrible. Looked horrible on television. Obviously, the Mavs went up against the NBA champs, and it looks like you might have issues if you don't make a few moves. And I love what the Mavs have done to start the year. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow. Yep. But um, those courts were horrible. But I will give the NBA this credit. So the NBA sends out memos. If you don't know this about professional sports, especially the ones that have 82 and 162 games in them, they mandate at times what they want you to kind of say. And I will say the NBA does a tremendous job at this. I don't know if Derek Harper really likes this situation, like the new in-season tournament, or really likes that only one-third of the league doesn't make the playoffs. But what they do is, and this is why like Jeff Van Gundy doesn't have a job anymore calling national televised games. They do not want, and this is smart, they do not want any of their people on broadcast trashing this tournament or saying, I don't really care about sure. it. It's about winning 50-plus games. It's Which about having a good sense. seed. It's that about, makes sense right. to me. And so what David Stern started and what, uh, why am I forgetting the Adam Silver, what he's really done is they want to make sure people like, I think Mark Folliwell is one of the best in the business in all of sports calling games. And and I'm not trying to take a shot at Derek Harper or anybody else. They're told you have to say this is awesome. You have to say the NBA is the most progressive sports league in all of sports. That doesn't mean that it's true. It just yeah. means that they're supposed to say these things. And they do a good job of, because I think they do look at Major League Baseball and go, man, they have too many broadcasters and too many former players trashing the game when they come up with a new rule. It might be a good rule. It might be a bad rule. Just say it's good. And the the audience will go, gosh, if everybody loves it, if all the people calling this loves it, if all the people doing this loves it, then it has to be good, right? There's no reason to say right. it's bad if everybody says it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And so I do want to give NBA credit for this. I think they send out good memos to say, look, say everything's great with our sport. And then the audience will believe everything, or at least most of the audience will believe this tournament must really matter. It matters to Derek Harper. It matters to Mark Folliwell. It matters to J.J. Redick or Richard Jefferson. This thing matters a lot. Just believe that it matters. And I think the NBA does a good job at doing that. With a KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy and the most unbelievable game of the weekend. Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Agunba Wale, seven-year NFL veteran, normally a running back. The field goal attempt is good. Houston leads. KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and that might have been... The craziest game of the weekend. Let's go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Deep. And we just went through the kick by Ogumwale, and he is the first non-kicker or punter to make a field goal since Wes Welker in 2004. And... The first running back to kick a field goal since 1979. As I was watching some of that game, I was paying attention, but not the closest attention. Okay. I thought, man, I think D'Amico Ryans could be a good head coach. What the hell is he doing going for two in these situations? <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, three or five minutes later, they talk about. They got no kicker. Yeah. Panda Bear, whatever the guy's name was. I can't remember. 
is hurt and he's out. Whatever the whatever the is it kicker. Fairbarn. Yeah. Fairbear. Because I thought at first like, is his nickname like a Care Bear? Uh-huh. But then I can't remember his name. I just remember it was something bear. I just remember it was like a Care Bear or something like that. But I guess it was Barn. It's not Bear. I uh, know it might be Baron actually. Okay. Is all right. That game was crazy. Running back kicked a field goal, but also. 39 to 37, Houston is victorious, which right. is scoregami, my friends. For the 1080th time in NFL history, a unique final score. But also, also, how about CJ Stroud? Right. Holy moly. Is he the next superstar quarterback in the NFL? Early on, he looks amazing. He has in his games right now 14 touchdowns and one interception. So as much as we thought wow. of now, he went. I get what the record was for the Cowboys, 4-12, and 12, and you get Dak Prescott in the fourth round. You had the fourth overall pick, so you were a really crappy team with because Romo was out, Dez was out, crappy year. Houston's really a crappy franchise. I mean, they were crap for a reason, not sure. because of injuries. They were crappy because it was crap. Uh-huh. Is he about to turn around the Houston Texans into a perennial playoff team? And, and maybe, not this year, but he's turning them around quickly they're we four we, and four. We both like C.J. Stroud, yep. but he did horrible on the whatever it's called, the Q2 test or whatever. S2? S2. But he looks like he's turning that S2 into an S uh, type of situation because that thing didn't matter at all. He looks like the superstar of this draft. He, The Texans are four and four. I thought the Texans would win four or five games all year. So it's clearly he's off to an amazing start. 30 for 42 yesterday, 480 total yards, five passing touchdowns, no interceptions, an average of 11 yards per attempt. If if you're at eight or higher, things are probably going really well. And he's done that now twice this year. He had a game against Pittsburgh where now he didn't have a lot of completions, 16 completions for 300 yards. That was 10.2 on average. Yeah. So Which like is incredible. I'm thinking this dude is the real deal. Like he is going to be by the end of year two. I think we're talking about a guy who we're having conversations of a top five quarterback in the NFL. Now on the and he's really screwing over my Trevor Lawrence situation because I didn't know anybody was going to be good out of this draft like this to possibly start taking over that division quicker than T Law. Absolutely. Now on the flip side, again, only halfway through their first season. Bryce Young has continued to struggle. He threw two pick sixes to Kenny Moore yesterday and had three interceptions as they lost the Colts 27-13. to 13. Not the worst thing in the world. He's throwing a very catchable ball. If cornerbacks can <laughs> that, catch him like this, uh-huh. then that means that he just has very, to get more accurate because mm-hmm. cornerbacks have the worst hands in the NFL. That's why they're cornerbacks. They, they're great wide receivers who have no hands. They have the second worst record in all of the NFL, behind only... The Arizona Cardinals, who are 1-8, and eight, and somehow that one win, of course, came against the Cowboys. Yeah, but it was a really close game. Yeah, really. it wasn't really it wasn't really that close. Speaking of the Cardinals. Think about how, would you, how different would you feel right now about the Cowboys losing that close game? They'd have lost to San Francisco, got blown out. They would have lost a really close game on the road, but they would only have two losses on the year. Would yeah. you feel any different? Yes, because then I think... Look, then I think you can make a much better argument that the division is still there for the taking, especially with a rematch in Arlington against the Eagles. Now, 
I am having a more difficult time with it. Arlington, the home of parades. That is very, very true. Let's go. Didn't sound like Jerry was going to make it its home. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll have Steven on in a few minutes. Right. We can talk about that. Steven Jones at noon. Bruce Bochy. At 12.20, so all kinds of awesomeness happening in the noon o'clock hour. The Browns defeated the Cardinals 27-0. It was pretty bad. The Cardinals managed only 58 yards passing, which is their fewest since 1955. They went, Clayton Toon went 11 for 20 for 58 yards and two interceptions. So less than three yards son. per pass. I don't know that to be the case. It's not. They spell it different. Unless Altoon decided to spell his name No, that is true because this is T-U-N-E. Toon was sacked seven times with Dalvin Tomlinson having a career high three sacks along the way. Total offense for the game. Arizona had 99 yards. So... I look at the Browns. They have a better defense than the Cowboys. But if you look at their scores, it's very Cowboy-like. They won 24-3. to They've won 27-3. to They've lost 28-3. to They've won 27-0. to Now, they've had a few more closer games. But, like, man, they've had a lot of games that have just been blowouts. One, the wrong way against them. But a lot of their wins has just been complete and total dominance by their defense. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, and Arizona continues to just be terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, some big injuries around the NFL. Daniel Jones has, in fact, torn his ACL, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Another season-ending injury is it looks like Cam Akers tore his Achilles, and it would be the second time in his career. Yeah, that's, that's a career injury. Yeah. He's done. Especially since it happened just – it was just – Two years ago, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, some devastating injuries yesterday. And I know the Giants, this has been a rough, rough season for them. Let's go to the Baltimore Ravens. Whoa, Nelly. Lamar Jackson, now 18-1 and in his career against NFC teams. He has dominated first-place NFC teams for the second time in three weeks. Now, putting a whipping on Seattle, 37-3, after they destroyed Detroit. He's had a hell of a start to the year. He really has, and in a weird way, Lamar Jackson, I know he's not going to get any votes for this. Shouldn't he be like a top three MVP candidate? Yes. It's just that I guess at this point, fair or unfair, Nobody believes he's actually going to win three playoff games in one playoff run. Yeah. So it's like, okay, just throw him to the back burner. Who cares? But he is having a really good year. And he's like a dude that you can pencil him in for 10 wins minimum. As long as he's healthy, he's going to win 10 to 14 games a year. Yeah. It's just that in a weird way, there's not the belief that he can lead a team like Patrick Mahomes or and fair or unfair. In the same draft, Josh Allen. Like, people don't really put him in the same category as Josh Allen. I think that's unfair. But I guess they just don't believe that Lamar Jackson's way of playing will lead to a Super Bowl. And I I think that's unfair. But it it is what it is. The Lions and the Seahawks either both are or were in sole possession of first place going into those two games. They got outscored by the Ravens 75-9. to That is some level of domination right there. All right, 
Let's go from that to Montez Sweat. You remember the trade that got made last week with Montez, Montez Sweat moving on to the Bears? He signed a four-year, $98 million deal. One of the reasons I took note of that is that is $24.5 million a year. I know people get caught up in the guarantees, and for good reason. But if Montez Sweat is bringing in $24.5 million per year, Mike is 30. 25. Oh. Yeah, half a million more. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't think... El Paso? Are they going to El Paso on this one? No, I, no? I can't envision that, but you just have to start wrapping your mind around it's going to be $30 million, right? I think it'll be more. More than $30 million? Yeah. Okay. But, yes, wrap your mind Oof. around it will start at 30 but I think that it will be a little bit higher than that. I don't think it gets like to 35. If somebody's like, well, what number do you think, Mike, you dummy? Uh, I do think it's just going to be a hair over 30. Now, right now, the best division in football, at least you can make the argument, is we were just talking about the Ravens, the AFC North. If the season ended today, which would be weird, all four of the teams from the AFC North would be in the playoffs with the Ravens as the second seed and then the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals as seeds number five, six, and seven. Do you think at least three of those teams make it into the playoffs? Yes. Okay. Who's your odd man out? Is it Pittsburgh? Thanks for asking. I do. Yeah. I think that they obviously have a major quarterback situation there. Yep. And, and I, I think that it just shows how great of a coaching staff and a head coach I can see his face. Why am I doing this in my head? What's Pittsburgh's head coach's name? Mike Tomlin. Thank you. It just shows how great he is. Uh, I think that he's arguably the best coach in the NFL. If you gave him like a really good quarterback, any one of the three in his division, I think that they would be serious Super Bowl contenders. But he has dealt with either at times an older Ben Roethlisberger or now a young Kenny Pickett who's – He's a below-average quarterback in the NFL. And yet it looks like he might be able to win 10 or maybe even 11 games with a below-average quarterback. I'm going to put them at 9 or 10 wins, and I don't know if that'll make the playoffs. But the other ones for sure will. Now, we were talking earlier about how the Cowboys in Philly was probably the game of the weekend. If it wasn't, it had to have been this game, no matter how complex it was to find on TV. If we can fire off... Cut number 23. This was a huge game. This was a huge play. Tua, out to Hill, and that goes Noah Balls loose. It is loose and picked up and lateraled. Brian Cook. Touchdown. So Tyreek Hill gets stripped of the ball by Trent McDuffie. Mike Edwards recovers the ball, and then... I don't know if coaches love this play until you see how it pays off. He laterals the ball to Brian Cook, who goes in for the touchdown. When you know what's going to happen, it seems like a super heads-up play. I don't know how many coaches are like, hey, that was great, and I'm really glad it worked out for you. Next time, feel free to just go down to the ground with the ball. It was a very risky play, great play, and they needed it. You know why? Because Kansas City has the worst receiving core in the history of the NFL. I don't know if it's the history, but in this year, in the year 2023, the Texas Rangers, never forget, are the world champs Mm. of baseball. And one of the other ones, Kansas City has the worst group of wide receivers in all of the NFL. I don't, Arizona has a better wide receiving core. Name another pathetic team. They have better wide receivers than, let's name this, 
Noah Gray, three for 34. Sky Moore, two for 33. Jarek McKinnon, who's a running back, two for 22. What did Kadarius Tony do? Vadez Scantling, who can't catch a ball to save his life. He threw a perfect pass to him. He's like, you know what? I think you need hands to do this, and I don't have them. Two for 22. Mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, huge one catch for 18 yards. Rasheed Rice, who I think might be their best receiver. Mr. SMU. Two for 17. This is the, uh, McCole Hardman, who they picked up. He did have three catches for 10 yards, who nobody else wanted in the NFL. They're like, hey, guess what? You suck unless you have Patrick oh Mahomes. God, That's dude. what we found out about your career. And they're like, give him back to Patrick Mahomes and see what happens. This is a whore. Like, I don't know how he's doing this. How are they 7-2? and two? Like, they literally have, at this point, I don't even know if they're number three receivers. They literally have a group of number fours and fives. Michael Gallup might be their best receiver if they traded for him. And he's horrible. Oh, horrible. He's horrible. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.